you know, I would say with all these kind of scams, you should trust what's going on, but also verify. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Matt Jones, stepping in for Todd today while he's up north uh, camping with his family. And today I'm going to be talking about the top 12 real estate scams that you need to look out for as an investor. And these are in no particular order. I'm also going to talk about what to do to prevent yourself from being scammed in one of these. So the first thing is a title or deed scam, which is where someone forges or like, like steals your identity and then forges your name on the title and deed and then takes ownership of your property. And, uh, you know, this happens, I think, more often to like older or elderly uh, people. Uh, but the way to prevent this is to pay attention to your incoming bills. You know, if you have uh, an elder a parent or, or a relative, you know, pay attention to their incoming bills as well. And then also you can check your deed, uh, you know, is to you know, access that through the county records office of where the property is located. You can do that often online as well. And then also monitor your credit reports for signs of identity theft. Okay, the second uh, you know, potential fraud or scam to look out for is wire fraud. Uh, this is where, uh, this could be like, uh, if you're investing in a syndication and then you get uh, you know, a weird email that uh, you know, changes what you're expecting to do for the wiring of the investment money. So like you, you, know, you found a syndication uh, sponsor as well as a deal that you really wanted to invest in and they gave you some directions like, okay, when the time comes, I'm gonna ask you for the money, it's gonna, this is how it's gonna work. And then you get a, a random email and it looks like it might be from them, but they changed the instructions and you're not quite sure. Well, you better be calling them to check like, hey, is this you? Because this happens, uh, you know, sometimes where somebody accesses the list of investors for a particular deal uh, somehow or they're, you know, through hacking or whatnot. And then they email the investors and and they, uh, you know, instead of like giving you the right directions, they're saying like, okay, wire the money to this account, but it's actually a scam account. Or it could be for a uh, fake escrow like uh, company that is pretending to be your actual escrow company for buying a property. And especially if they're putting a lot of pressure on you to wire and the you know with these new directions, that that's something to you know your spidey sense should be tingling, tingling right there. Like oh hey I better watch out and like let me double check and confirm that this uh, th this is actually what's gonna what I need to be doing. Uh, the third thing is a you know if you're doing a 1031. Uh, you know, tax deferred exchange. If there's a qualified intermediary, you have to use one. But there are ones that are fake out there. You know, the ones that they just uh, take your 1031 money and then they run off with it. And you never hear from them again. Uh, you know, I would say most people are, are not going to do that. But uh, you need to make sure that you're getting good referrals for a qualified intermediary. You know, somebody that uh, you know other other people you know have used and trusted, and you know that's a good sign that uh, you know this uh, QI is going to be somebody good for you as well. So uh, you know, I would say with all these kind of scams, you should trust what's going on, but also verify. You know, because you do not want to fall victim for these. Okay, uh, next one is if a fake seller. Uh, you know, somebody who's pretending to be uh, selling a property, but they don't actually own the property, but they're pretending that they are the owner and then they are selling you the property. They take your good faith deposit of like, you know, some usually between one and 3% of the purchase price. 
and then they skip town. Like, like you're like, whoa, I thought I was talking with the person who actually owns the property, but it was just somebody pretending to be the owner. And now they have my money and uh, <laughs> their phone is shut off and I have no way to get a hold of them uh, to find get my money back. So uh, you need to double check that the person who is uh, uh, saying that they're the owner is actually the owner before you give them any money. And you can also you know, use an escrow company who you trust to be the intermediary for that uh, good faith deposit as well. Okay, uh, fifth one is you know, if a mortgage company is trying to get you to repeatedly refinance a property, you know, where the mortgage company is going to get high fees and points for your refinancing. Now, granted, if it makes sense for you to, to refinance uh, a property uh, here and there, then, you know, do it, certainly. But if a mortgage company is like putting a lot of pressure on you, and I think this, you know, sort of thing happens more with, uh, you know, our elder, uh, you know, owners at the, you know, because they, they're thinking like, oh, it's, it's great. But um, actually they're, they're, you know, the, the mortgage company is getting all these extra fees that they, they shouldn't be, um, especially if it's not a refinance that needs to be done. Uh, and then the owner in the end is going to be holding the bag for all those extra fees as well as uh, all the interest as well for, for these uh, repeated refinances. Okay, uh, sixth one is if there are also excessive fees with getting a mortgage or with a, a syndication. So with the mortgage-wise, you know, uh, you know, I would say not all mortgage companies are created equal. Some give you worse terms than the others. So you have to really do some shopping around to, and you can negotiate the fees as well. And this isn't exactly illegal by any means, like a mortgage company can charge you fees up the wazoo if they want to, but uh, you need to make sure that you, you're looking at the terms of the mortgage and that it's on par or, or perhaps even better than uh, market rates. You know, if they're charging you extra fees for all this other stuff or like higher fees than average, that's something you should question. And the same with if you're going to invest in a syndication and the sponsor of the syndication, you know, has, uh, they're making their money off all of these extra fees, you know, more so than other people in the syndication world are charging, then uh, that's what a concern is. And you can just like compare what uh, the syndicator is charging in fees versus other syndicators with other deals and see if that uh, is, is kind of on par with each other. All right, uh, number seven for you know scans to look out for is if there's unrealistic guarantees that you're getting about a property. And these could come from a variety of sources. Maybe the syndication sponsor is saying like, hey, uh, you know, you're going to get like a 25 IRR and, uh, you know, 20% cash on cash return from this deal. And really the industry average is much less than that for that particular uh, property and asset class in, in the market uh, that you're uh, getting the property in. So if they're offering you something that seems too good to be true, then maybe it actually is. Now, granted, there are uh, some things like uh, senior assisted living. You know, Todd's been doing a lot of that lately, and I've, I'm in one of his deals with him on that. And uh, it is actually given some really good returns, uh, you know, because this is a great time to buy senior assisted living. So, uh, you know, you're, we're getting uh, better projections off that than, let's say, like office space uh, right now would, would be able to offer you. And then also you might get unrealistic uh, guarantees or, or promises or, or, or projections from the seller. If they're saying like, oh, this is, you know, the deal is going to perform this well for you. Well, okay, maybe it will, but you need to kind of verify. You need to look through all the information. And the same with uh, a broker's, you know, it, when a broker prepares the operating memorandum or like a, a kind of like a information about the deal itself, 
they're looking at the deal through, you know, best case scenario. If everything goes right, these are the kinds of returns. These are the kinds of uh, rent projections you're going to achieve. And, uh, uh, you know, these are what your expenses were expecting to be. Well, maybe that might happen again, if everything went correctly and, 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 and best possible scenario. So you need to look at those numbers, but then, you know, really consider, uh, do your due diligence, make sure that the numbers and, and the information that you're getting is real. Okay, number eight on this list is uh, fake documents that uh, you might be getting from like, let's say a seller might give you some fake leases. Like, uh, you know, if they have some vacant units, they might have leases, you know, uh, that aren't actually for, uh, residents, you know, that, that residents that aren't even in those those uh, vacant units. So, uh, you know, you need to you know, trust the information that they're given, but verify it at the same time. So, like, go through and and uh, you know, you get the the stack of leases, and then go through each unit and, and talk with the residents in each unit to say, like, hey, is this uh, you? And and is this uh, the terms of the lease? Like, the, this is when it goes tell, and, and these are the rents that you're you're uh, paying for the unit. Is that right? And, and so you're trusting, but verifying again. Or the seller might give you, um, you know, not enough of the proper documentation that you need. Or they might be missing some details that uh, you really need. And, and this could be something like uh, when they're giving you a tour of the property, they're only showing you the best units, uh, you know, the, the ones that have already been renovated that are in great shape. Whereas like there might be lots of units that are like in terrible shape and need a lot of extra renovations that you didn't plan for. So when you're in your due diligence period, you really need to walk every, through every single unit. When you walk through it with your property management company that you're hiring and, and your uh, contractors that you have uh, that are going to be doing the renovations. And so like make a detailed list of everything that each unit is going to need. Uh, so you, uh, and then also like, again, you're, you're verifying those leases as well. So that all the information you're getting is is correct, uh, and and you know exactly what you're getting into. All right. So number nine is if a contractor disappears on you. This happens sometimes. You know, contractors. Uh, um, and, and I'll say, Todd and I did a uh, episode a few weeks back where we talked about uh, construction management. Uh, uh, so and and this part of that is like managing the contractors. And so the kind of the gist of what we talked about is if you pay like all of the money for a deal up front or for a renovation up front to a contractor, well, they don't have the incentive to necessarily get the job done to uh, the quality level that you are expecting in the time that you are expecting. So you want there to be draws essentially. So when you're looking for contractors, Referrals are a great source. You know, talk to other investors uh, or people in the business that have, have used these contractors, so you can say you can hear from them like, "Oh, yeah, this contractor is good and, and does good work for a good price and, and is on time." Okay, so and it's not always the cheapest contractor that you want either. Uh, so you know, you get kind of what you pay for. But also, like I said, you want it to do it in draws. So if they need some money up front to be able to buy the um, uh, you know, flooring or, or or whatever that they need for the particular project, then yeah, that's that's fine. But then you want it in the contract that they only get you know draws from the total amount as they go along in the project and and meet certain milestones. And you don't want it to you don't want to be leaving the bag where um, you you've paid all the money but the work hasn't been done uh, to the quality that you expect. And then what can you do? I mean, <laughs> they they have other stuff that they're working on and, and they they are not going to prioritize or prioritize you if you have already given them all the money ahead of time. 
Okay, so number 10 is uh, people pretending to be landlords uh, or owners of a particular property and then renting it out. And here's what I mean. Like, let's say you have a vacant unit or a vacant house or whatever, and you're listing it on Craigslist or Facebook uh, Marketplace or Zillow or wherever, apartments.com. And uh, so you have pictures and a description and an address and all that up there. And so these fake landlords will take all your pictures and download them and your description and stuff. They will make their own uh, ads for your unit. And they'll give, of course, their phone number and, and information, uh, their uh, email or whatever uh, uh, to potential applicants. And then they will, um, uh, you know, like offer like a great, you know, you know so if, if you're trying to charge like $1,500 for it, maybe they'll say like, oh, it's only $1,200 a month. And so then uh, they get all these unsuspecting uh, potential residents that are like, oh, this is a great deal. So then they pay the, maybe the deposit first month of rent or whatever. And then the fake landlord, uh, you know, <laughs> you know they, they don't have the right to, um, you know, rent the property out. Maybe they even sign up a pretend lease uh, that uh, the resident uh, thinks is real. And then, so then the, later on, then the resident uh, uh, wants to move in and then they show up and you're like, what, what are you talking about? You didn't rent the place because they didn't, uh, but they thought they did. And so that makes a whole hubble blue. So one way to prevent that is to, in the pictures that you present your, um, of your property, include a watermark of your phone number or website or whatever so that uh, you know, put it in, a, in a, like right there in the middle or, or that where it can't easily be replaced uh, or covered up uh, by whoever's st uh, stealing the pictures. You know, so uh, there's lots of free software out there that you can use, whether you're using Apple or, or PC or whatever. Anyway, uh, next one, number 10, or I'm sorry, number 11 we're on is professional tenants. You know, if you've been in this uh, business long enough, you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say professional tenants. So these are people that know how to use all the loopholes to their advantage, where they're maybe like not paying all the rent um, or you know, they're not paying any rent at all or just taking advantage of you know, all the rules that they can uh, and the, that the courts uh, in their local jurisdiction allow to be able to get every, uh, you know, you're going to give them an inch and they're going to take a mile from you, essentially. So the way to prevent this is to have, you know, make sure you're doing good screening for tenants before you accept them. So make sure that they're providing a, a copy of their official government ID. Uh, you know, if they aren't able to provide that, then that's, that's kind of a sign like, okay, well, I, I can't verify you are who you are. And then also verify their employment history to ensure that they have the ability to pay the rent and uh, also perform comprehensive screening from, uh, you know, I'm talking credit check, I'm talking eviction history, and you're also calling their past landlords and any references listed to make sure uh, that they're actually legitimate. And um, I would say also with uh, calling landlords, don't just accept the number that they give you for a past landlord or current landlord of theirs because they might have given you the, their friend's phone number and the friend is gonna pre pretend to be the landlord. So when you see like, okay, what was their last address or their, their current address, uh, then look up online to see like, okay, who is the owner or property manager of that particular location and, and then get the phone number elsewhere so that you can call them with that number. And uh, uh, then you can put, verify whether they actually live there or not. 
And then also keep a good detailed record of your property conditions, you know, before that they move in and as well as after. So they can't just be like, oh, that hole in the wall was there when I moved in or the front door was always missing or whatever. I don't know. Uh, all sorts of things that these people might say. Okay. Uh, number 12 here is to watch out for gurus. And when I, so there, and I'll back this up a second. There are lots of people, you know, myself and Todd included, we provide good educational information uh, out there to help people grow and learn in the real estate world. And uh, there's lots of other people who have like programs and, and boot camps and all that kind of stuff. There are a lot of great uh, systems and, and training opportunities out there that you pay money for. But uh, when I say gurus, I'm talking about people who are selling their information or training, but they don't actually do real estate. And, uh, you know, maybe they did years ago, or maybe they never did real estate. And that's the only way they make money is just by teaching how to do it. Well, you want to learn from somebody who's currently successful in the type of real estate, uh, you know, asset class and, and uh, you know, work that you want to be able to be successful in yourself. So like all... Uh, all the information that you want to find about real estate investing, honestly, it's out there for free, like through podcasts, through books you get from the, the library, from uh, webinars, like, like all this general information, it's out there. But what you really need is to hire a coach or a mentor like Todd or somebody else, or, or it could be through a boot camp or whatever that, uh, of, but it's got to be from somebody who is currently doing that type of real estate and doing it well. So that's, uh, and, and you can get like referrals for other people who have gone through that training program or had that uh, coach as their you know, coach or their mentor. And, and so you can see firsthand from somebody you trust or know, like what has their, been, their experience been like from that uh, coach or mentor or uh, trainer about uh, you know, e learning from real estate. All right. So in general, if you find that you have been at uh, the victim of one of these scams or you're worried that somebody is trying to scam you, then you should definitely report that. Uh, it could be to the Federal Trade Commission or to the police, uh, your local or your state's uh, attorney general office, as well as spread the word to other investors so they don't fall victim as well. And so this list is not meant to be comprehensive. There are I don't know, loads of other kinds of scams out there that, uh, but these are the top ones that I found that uh, I wanted to tell you about today. So that's all for today and make every day a Saturday. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe, uh, give us a thumbs up, go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. Your rating review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and also look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work
work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out. And uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.